five, four, three, two, one. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Bottom of the Ninth Podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Rodriguez. Today, we're here with top prospect, Max Clark. What's going on, brother? What's going on, Elijah, man? I appreciate you having me on. Uh, first Dude, time, you know, I'm super excited to be here. So uh, I appreciate the invite. Let's get through this, man. Hell yeah, man. Dude, so have you heard of Baseball Express before? Have you heard of us? Yeah, I have. So I like I saw you guys on Instagram like a couple of times and then you reached out to me. Funny enough, like I had just seen your stuff on uh, like my explore page and then you guys yeah. reached out and I was like, dude, we got to hop on. So yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, man, we're doing some we're doing some pretty exciting things, man. We're doing some like so obviously we sell all kinds of baseball stuff. We work with like the best brands, all your favorites, man. Marucci, I see you swinging that that Cat X, dude, that thing's hot. That thing is dude, hot. Dude, it's unreal. Best BB car I've dude. ever swung in my life by far. Ooh, that's that's controversial, man. You know the Bat Bros, I'm sure, right? They they're not they love I know, that, like, I that know. Atlas I and that Voodoo. Uh, so, but. I know, dude. Like, so I've swung, I've, I swung, I swung the Voodoo, I swung the Cat uh, swung the uh, Goods, I swung the Stinger Three Missile, um, okay. and I I swung. There was one more I swung. Oh, I swung the Guardian Stinger as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I would I would honestly go I go Cat X Stinger Three Missile. Voodoo Goods Guardian. Ooh, that's that's, that's nice. dude. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. It's a, it, it is a hot appreciate take. That. It's, hot. it's a hot take. Yeah, but no, dude. Like People I swung because we. The goods. <laughs> you know, dude, the goods. Oh, man, I don't know. Like, because I do all the bat testing here, so I've swung them all. I've swung all the bats you're talking about. I'm like, the voodoo. The voodoo one is is dude. That bat is hot. But the goods, the goods is okay. The Atlas, bro, I did not like the Atlas in the slightest. I, did, I didn't like either. Clunky. No. Yeah, it's just like I, I did not. Weird feeling. Yeah. It doesn't feel good when it comes off the hands. Like I, uh, well, a lot of my like college buddies that I work out with, that's what all they swing because they're all swinging like one pieces mm-hmm. and stuff this season. And so my buddy had a thirty-four uh, uh, when he was in here in the winter, and we were going back and forth. And I was like, you know what? I'll take a round with this. And it was just not my thing, man. Not for me. I love the voodoo. The only thing I, I'd have to swing like a thirty-four of that because it's it's so light, so, so light. light. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm not as strong as you are, dude. So I need I need that extra bat speed, dude. You know, you got you got a ridiculous <laughs> swing, dude. It's insane. So so let's kind of get into we talk about bats. Yeah, that's that's interesting though because I'm a I'm a huge Marucci fanboy. I just posted a picture. I've been I've been rocking Marucci since like fourteen, dude. That's it. <laughs> I've been, I've been, yeah, Marucci's my shit, dude. But, but anyway, man, so you're from, from Franklin, Indiana. Have you been there your whole life? Yep. You've lived there your whole life? Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, born and raised, man. I've, yeah, I've never been to Indiana. So is that, so Franklin, is that a smaller town or is that kind of like, is that why people stay there a while and they, they move out from there? Is that, is that something that happens around there? Or? Uh, honestly, like when I, so when I was first born, Franklin was a, like a pretty small town. Um, mm-hmm. We were like 20,000 people when I was born. Um, but like mm-hmm. in the last five or six years, we've actually become a booming, like small business town. So there's actually cool. an influx of people right now. We're up to like 35, 34,000. So it's kind of like that medium, like, yeah, it's like small square footage, but there's a lot of people for the square footage. So, gotcha. um, we're the, we are in the biggest, uh, a for like sports. So like we're, we're a five, a school. Um, so we're, nice. we're, we're the top comp, top competition around here. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pretty like one of those like you know small home like indiana towns a lot of like countryside it's really beautiful um but yeah i mean it's it's awesome i, I enjoy it here the people are really really good and that's kind of like the one thing i always talk about it's just like when you kind of have these small communities sometimes it's hard to um like you know some people like you some people hate you some people don't know you but like around here just everyone's super supportive of everything they're always the games like we literally played on a Tuesday night and it was like pouring rain up until first pitch. Like it was not a good night. And there were still 500, yeah. 700 people in the stands at Tuesday at five thirty. Like, I mean, it's not, it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Dude, that's gotta be an awesome environment to play in. Holy crap. It's fan- it's fantastic, man. And like, it's everybody, man. It's so supportive. Like, uh, we just started like a GPC, which is kind of like a booster club for high school. It's called Christmas baseball club. And, uh, Go donate if you want, you know. I know, but I'm kidding. I'll find yeah. them on Twitter. <laughs> but a uh, little, little promo there. But no, um, like, we had so many businesses around Franklin that were, like, fundraising opportunities for us that just jumped right on the train. And, like, they have billboards all over our field and stuff. So really appreciative of that. But it's, like, everybody supports the sport community here very, very strongly. So we love it here. Yeah, well, now, so so as you say that, we're talking about Franklin. So I know you're, you're 
who you played football. You're a football player. Did you? I saw that. I saw your thing you do with baseball, uh, baseball lifestyle. So you talk, you did play basketball for a while too. I guess your freshman year, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So freshman and sophomore year, uh, and then we got my junior year. We got a new coach, and he's he was mm-hmm. a fantastic coach, man. He he's like the uh, he's probably one of the best basketball players to ever come through Franklin, and he ended up coming back, played in the Canadian League and the G League for a while. Um, but he was kind of oh, wow. he was injured all the time, so he never really made it up. But uh, I mean, he was like a 26 point per game dude in the Canadian League, man. Oh, he was crap. he was really good. Um, so he just demanded way more time out of his players. And he and I had a really good heart-to-heart combo. And he's like, dude, I know the position that you're in. And that was great to have alongside me because, like, mm-hmm. I really wanted to play. But it was one of those things where, like, we're glad you take you on the team. But, like, we want you to go and do your baseball things first. And obviously that's going to reflect on your playing time. And it's like I'm mm-hmm. one of those kids who, you know, I, I'm not going to just, like, sit on the bench when I know that I should be. Like, I, I would have been a starter on them. I started my freshman sophomore year. Um, and it was just one of those things that, like, it was one of those business decisions that you have to make, um, one of those sacrifices you have to make. But, you know, I ended up leaving the student section there, so it was fun. Uh, me and my buddies front rode it. Uh, it was awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> that's that's tight, though, dude. That's cool. So, so I got to ask, you're talking about you got, like, 500 people at a baseball game on a Tuesday night. How were football games out there on a Friday night? Oh, dude. It's, it's like, FNL in Indiana is crazy. People under – it's so yeah. underrated. I mean, so in our sectional championship, which is the uh, it's the first round of playoffs here, we were playing our, like, crosstown rivalry, which is, like, mm-hmm. a huge, huge, huge game for us. Um, we play them in the regular season, too, and we play for the boot. And it's, like, you're, like, your regular season, like, championship where you guys can kind of, like, win an award or whatever. And um, there were – so there were over 5,000 people there for our sectional championship. Holy crap. Dude, that's yeah, insane. It's it's nuts, and it, I mean it was colder than cold. Like it was so live. I mean, uh, both stands on both sides completely full. It was standing room only all the way around. It was nuts, dude. That's crazy. Was, You're putting it running so on for like, the energy we, was crazy. Yeah, dude. Like so, like I'm from Texas. I live in San Antonio, so like football down here is oh yeah stupid here it's insane so like now yeah. you're saying that yeah. i'm like football's football's growing man it's getting bigger and bigger everywhere because everyone's like oh football in texas is. is like the king but i'm hearing this and i'm like i don't i don't think it's the king anymore i think we got some got some runners coming up <laughs> that's insane dude yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're definitely still at the top of the tone pole but like it's coming it's coming <laughs> it's coming yeah they're coming for us bro so so let's talk about you bro so so it was baseball so i know you said you played all these sports and i'm sure growing up you played all these sports as well so you had that co- that talk with your with that basketball coach, and you know, baseball obviously was was going to be taking the the priority. Had it always been that way, or was there ever a point where I was like, "Gang, like I'm a stuck"? Because I saw I saw some film on you. I did my research, bro. You're you're a hell of a football player too. I think you're just a natural athlete, my man. Because Jesus, you, oh my you. gosh, you're a monster, man. So was there ever like a? And I know like obviously baseball. You know, my parents were the same way. Like baseball was like one of those things where it's like, no, you're going to play one like risk an injury, all that stuff. Was was there ever a point where I was like, you know, you may pull a pay, pull a duel and go somewhere and play maybe football and baseball? Was that ever like a, a, a thought or was it always going to be like, I'm riding baseball all the way through? Uh, it was 100% a thought. And like, I, I had the opportunity to do both um, mm-hmm. at the next level uh, at a handful of places. Um, but for me, baseball was always a step ahead. Mm-hmm. It had been that way since I was 12 or 13. Um, and honestly, it was like that when I was younger too. Like, I always played the other sports, but I was always looking forward to baseball seasons. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, we got to get through this so that we can play baseball type yeah. of thing. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, football, football was definitely my second favorite. And like, it was always neck and neck with baseball growing up. Um, basketball was like my fun mm-hmm. sport, I guess you could say. Um, I didn't really yeah. take it as seriously. I just kind of like, like you said, I just kind of let my athleticism take over there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I got the easy layups, fast breaks, shoot a little bit. Like I wasn't really in love with basketball. Um, and that made it yeah. definitely made it easier to kind of get rid of it, just focus on baseball and football. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, growing up, it was always it was always baseball to be completely honest. Uh, like I said, football was yeah. close, but my my dream was baseball. Um, I spent my entire life basically playing it. Um, I mean, I'm going on my 15th year now playing baseball, so um, it was it was fun doing all of that. But baseball always had that. I always knew that this was going to be the thing, and I like. I want to try and do this at the next level. And honestly, I like, it was one of those things where like your, my brother was a really good baseball and football player. My dad was a really good football player and a pretty good baseball player. So it was like, I grew up watching both of them and I grew up like yeah. around that, uh, that area. So it really was like my, my focus was both baseball and football. So 
Um, it was fun. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And I, honestly, there are days that I wish that football, you know, I wish I had another year, but uh, definitely glad that like baseball yeah. season's here. I'm excited to kind of get going now. Uh, but yeah, just hoping, I'm hoping Mother Nature kind of holds out. We've already had three cancellations. Dude, so. Seriously. Yeah. That's insane, nuts. dude. That's crap. We won't, yeah. We've you know, only it's funny because I Oh, that's it? Yeah, dude. Three games? Oh, yeah. Man. So here we, we don't start till our first like opening day in Indiana is April 1st. Um, okay. So, or uh, no, no, March, March 29th. So we, we didn't play till April like, 1st this year, but March 29th we open here. And it's like, I mean, I've played in 40 degrees all three games, and the other three have gotten canceled because it's been hailing and freezing rain. So, uh, yeah, it's it's freezing right now. It's uh, it's 38 degrees right now. So, Dude, hell no. See, that's like that's – that's the wild thing, man. Like, I was talking to Brian over at Kraken a couple days ago, and he was telling me about the the weather and how – because we're talking, like, some some business stuff. You know, we're talking, like, about, the, about some business stuff. And I was like, you know, how are we going to get – because he's the one that told me, like, he goes, well, like, hey, dude, this was about a month ago. He's like, hey, well, baseball hasn't really started up in the north. And it, sometimes I forget that, man, because, like, here in Texas, like, we start in January. January 20th, yeah, exactly, Martin Luther yeah. King Jr. Day is like yeah. that's the like designated day of like like practices are starting like we're ready to go yeah, yeah. it's always been yeah. that way so to hear like all you guys talk about it like oh we don't start till april april 1st march 29th i'm like god dang we're already like 30 games yeah, in by that time man I'm like wild i was talking to one of my uh one of the i don't know if you know the name shot by hype but he does uh he does content creation and uh mm-hmm. yeah, he's, yeah. he's from north carolina so uh he was shooting walker the other day and i was like dang they've already played like 15 games something like that and then he uh he's coming up to watch me play because I play at the uh, Pirates AAA Stadium, Victory Field here okay. in downtown Indy. Um, it's it's nice. a huge game. We play the number one team in the state, so it'll be a blast. But uh, yeah. he he booked it and he posted it on a story, and it like he circled like Max Clark trip, but then right under it was like round three of North Carolina uh, playoffs. And I was like, yeah. dude, we don't even start playoffs for four more weeks after that. Like our state championship is June eighteenth. Holy crap! So y'all are going That's way deep. Month month after I get out of school we gra- I graduate the 20th. my graduation is the 20th of May that is insane dude wow yeah that's a, that, that's it's just nice. a culture shock bro that's that's more of a culture shock thing than anything so you're playing like it's, summer ball in the, like through your yeah, that's yeah. insane so like, dude yeah so like when I was on the Bulls this summer we had like uh we had a bunch of kids from like Michigan Wisconsin Indiana um a lot of Midwest kids and so our yeah. first two tournaments we got eliminated first round last year uh, we, were, we were injury struck last year. It was, it was bad. Mm-hmm. So many injuries. But either way, besides that, uh, I was talking to our head coach, and I was like, hey, you know, how's our roster looking? Because I knew that his team, he has a high school team, and I knew I knew that they yeah. were uh, like they were in the running for state. So I knew that, like, two of our arms were going to be there because they played for him. And I was like, so right, where's mm-hmm. everybody else? Like, And there were still eight kids in the state playoffs. It was nuts. Because <laughs> Michigan goes even longer than us. Wow. Damn. That's insane. So, so, so I got a question. So my question is like, so once you graduate, like, I know you're a Vandy commit, commit which is insane. Dude, Vanderbilt is legit, which we're going to, I'm going to ask some questions about that. What went into that, that decision, but they don't have restrictions. Like, cause once like, you know, especially like down here in the South, like once like summer ball, like, or like high school baseball stops in like mid May, like it may, it may roll into June. It looks like if you really make it deep down here, but it really doesn't go that that's like the first, second week of June. Do they want you to keep playing your season? Because in a month and a half, you're reporting over, over there to, to campus how does that go did they give you any specifics on that obviously we're not taking into account any other routes you do possibly take but you know do they have any restrictions like are you allowed to play through even though you report in a month is that is that like kind of a gray area or yeah so like it's funny you say that because like um maybe like they reported it in like july and then that you can oh, so yeah. there's like there's like two different or there's uh two or three different like report times we were talking about this on our visit because like rj austin was a kid who he went early and like trained during the summer with vanderbilt because he, like, yeah. he needed to add some weight and stuff like this, so he got on their strength plan. And I want to say he reported in, like, mid-June, late July, or uh, early okay. July. But then I know that the regular report time is in, like, August or something like that. So it kind of yeah. just depends on, like, what fits your schedule, because there were also dudes who were playing in, like, summer leagues. Um, and, like, Coach Corbin and I were ha- having a conversation about that. Like, uh, he, was, he was addressing the, the recruiting class. We had, like, a, like a panel. And so one yeah. of the questions about summer ball and like the guys were talking, like, it's really up to you and what you need for your game. And um, like, do you need a couple extra swings? Like, were you injured this season? Stuff like that. It really just comes down to what's the best route for you. Um, and like, if you're yeah. going the college route, then you have guys that are reporting in July to train guys that are reporting in June to, you know, Nebraska to play in a great lakes league or something like that. Or yeah. uh, not, not great lakes, league, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, you'd have guys that just report in August because they, 
they didn't need to report early for like anything special. They kind of want to just hang back. And then, you know, obviously the guys who report early are going to have like a little bit of an upper leg, but it just depends on what uh, fits you best, I guess. Yeah, man. That's, see, that's kind of cool. That's like treating it like, obviously I didn't play in anywhere that, that massive. So it was always like, we got one report date and that's like, that's what we got to be on this day. Yeah. So that, that's kind of insane. But I've heard of that, you know, I heard of that. I hear that all the time. Like, especially like you hire, like higher prospects and, and all these guys that are early commits and all that stuff. I hear, I knew there's some kids that were going up because I know some guy, buddies that played at tech, they were going up like, they if their if their credits were like transferred well enough or they they kind of plan their high school accordingly they they report early and they go like in January, and they go yeah. to school there and train for like the whole year. But those are more best football guys, I think. But still crazy. Sure. Yeah, these, yeah. these bigger schools do a lot of cool shit. It's like insane. Like a lot of guys are like so. You're right on the football standpoint. Like I mean, I had a lot of buddies who like graduated the term because they had X amount of credits in there. But there are also you see that at baseball too. Like if you know guys mm-hmm. that may not enter the draft for sure, you know guys that like. They, they want to go to college or something like that and like whatever whatever the route is you know but they'll they'll report in January and start um, a semester early or you'll have guys that'll go for summer school to kind of get ahead and that's what like a lot of my friends that went to Vanderbilt that I knew were the ones that reported early and they started summer school and so that they got their credits locked away for that spring term when they knew that they needed okay yeah that's that's that makes more sense that's cool that's tight yeah um yeah man so so let's talk, let's talk about baseball. Let's talk about your career a little bit. So, you know, you, I'm sure you grew up, obviously you grew up, you said watching it, your brother was playing, your dad was a great baseball player. So you grew up in the sport as well as football. When, when did you get to the point? And this may be kind of a weird question because kids think all the time when you're young, you're always like, I'm going to be a, a major league baseball player. Like, that's the goal. When was it like, okay, like you're looking at your performance, you're looking at your, you know, being, you're, you're being self-aware of like who you are and, and your talents and your, and your skill level. When was it like, okay, like, Hey, either coaches are watching me like I'm, I'm you know, measuring myself up to my talent I'm playing against like when did you say like okay hey this is like this could be something here you know what I'm saying it's yeah it's really funny you just said like it could be something because that's like the exact mm-hmm. thought process that went through my head yeah um and especially like looking back on it now that I'm a senior but um so I I, I played like community travel ball for a while six to 13 or 12U um played with all mm-hmm. my buddies like my best friends um, and then I ended up switching with the Bulls 13 year year because my local coach was like, Hey, I think you could like, I think you can go to the next level. I think you can play at the next level yeah. as a next level of travel ball. Um, so I right. picked up with a, another local travel team, but they were like a, a better local travel team, I guess. Um, and I right. went and played at this tournament in the, in the summer, my 12 year year when I was already done with my community team. And I, uh, I actually ended up pitching against the Bulls. Um, and I threw like a one hitter against them. So the guy, <laughs> His name's Quinn Moore. Um, he's, he's high up with the Bulls, but he's also he was the 13th black coach. He saw me pitch, obviously, because I threw against his team, and he was like, hey, we want you to come to tryouts. I was like, okay, cool. So I come to the Bulls tryouts. I make the team, made black, and then he was like, hey, we want to invite you to the PPR Futures Games, Junior Futures Games. Oh, wow. So at that okay. time, when uh, this was like 2018, I think, they were still in Indiana. Um, they were at mm-hmm. Grand Park. And um, at that time, I had just kind of like, I had kind of like surpassed my competition. I had started, yeah. you know, I was putting up like video game numbers. Like, I mean, I threw 82 when I was 13. Which I didn't like, I didn't really know that at the time, but then like looking back on it, I found out like how crazy that is, which like, you know, yeah. I'm blessed. I, I mean, I, I can't really complain. Like, I mean, I was just blessed mm-hmm. with a good arm. So um, I made the PPR futures team and I ended up kind of like going as a pitcher only a little bit. Um, wow. I didn't, I didn't okay. swing that much there, but then I got put in against Michigan and we were playing a bunch of kids from Saginaw Bay that were really, really mm-hmm. good. They had a really good team called the Saginaw Bay River Dogs, and they mm-hmm. were nuts when we were younger. And so it was like all of them on Team Michigan. And I got I pinched hit in like the bottom of the like six because it was like yeah, so thirteen, so bottom of yeah. six against yeah. Kyle Crow, who threw like eighty six when we were thirteen. He was going to move, and I literally just like hit a laser backside dude, and then literally like that that hit like changed things because i came in to pitch after that shut up shut him down we won the game um and then we threw we played uh team arizona after that and i threw a, i mean i threw a stellar game man. it was our team louisiana team louisiana threw five innings yeah um two hits like it was nuts dude. i was i was fantastic it was awesome um and that's kind of yeah, when insane. like that's when the college recruiting started for me which i know sounds really mm-hmm. weird and crazy but after that weekend i mean iu picked me up purdue uh, Ball State, Michigan, like it was nuts. Literally, like the matter of days. So, thirteen year things That's really wild. changed, 
and then following that that would have been so that would have been my seventh grade summer so then that following summer my eighth grade year i mean blew up like just took off yeah um pbr that's when like the rankings came out so like i was the number one player in the state initially i was like a top 50 player in the country because i didn't really start out as like a big dog i started in the 50s and 70s so yeah my uh that that, that initial ranking point so um yeah uh that's kind of when everything just went haywire man like 18 schools i think was my final number right before i committed Holy to Mandy. um and i committed november my freshman year so um my eighth grade winter i went down for a camp um and worked out kind of like met everybody and i knew instantly like that was home man the the yeah. coaching staff was amazing i come from an academic family my sister went to duke of columbia and then my brother went to iu at the bauer law and he graduated a total okay. of three years early so my mom was a school Holy teacher crap. so like academics was like huge in our family like yeah mm-hmm. that, that, that always came first so like i was obviously looking yeah. for a school with great academics and then you mix in not only like staff but also their baseball history at vanderbilt like you, you just can't go oh, yeah. better honestly it was like the big three plus their atmosphere big country music guy myself um nashville's beautiful so i mean it was just four for four right there a great day at the plate for vanderbilt let me be yeah. honest um they, they hit every <laughs> every head so it was it was awesome. I'm very happy with my decision yeah. there. I'm very excited to get there. Um, but yeah. Yeah, dude. So that's crazy you say that, man. Like, like even like, I think like even having Vanderbilt come and approach you to like, like give you an offer like Vanderbilt with like, I mean, some of the Swanson, they've got Price, they've got Kumar Rocker, like all those guys that come out of that, that school are like insane, man. Like it, it, that's just like the amount of history and the amount, like how well built that coaching staff is. Like funny, we just went, so we went to the ABCA in January and I'd never seen Vanderbilt before we drove over that field is gorgeous oh my god yeah, dude it's it is that campus everything is just perfect there dude like the, the campus is stunning man. Uh, it's like it's it very is. It like really is. it's close cornered but everything is just beautiful very yeah. well constructed yeah. oh it's awesome yeah and it's it's Nashville dude Nashville's a blast yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's at the end of the day fun. it's gonna you're be a mile a walk from Broadway like you cannot yeah, dude, no, dude, that's, that's insane. So, so out of, so I know Vanderbilt, like in, even in my eyes, I know, like you just said, they went four for four, everything that you were looking for in a school, everything you're looking for and, and somewhere you're going to spend, you know, a good chunk of your life, four years of your life or three years of your life. You know, I know you made, you, you got some big things coming. So even if you don't, you got three years there, that's a good chunk of time. Were there any other schools like that were kind of weighing on you? Cause I know like you, you named like Purdue and a couple other bigger schools. Were there any that were like, man, it's a tough tie. It's a tough close. It's like, was there any other few that were like, dang, like that's that's another great place and all that? Yeah, um, for me, it came down to Vanderbilt, IU, Indiana University. Okay. Um, the mm-hmm. head coach at IU uh, is actually from Franklin. Uh, his dad mm-hmm. coached at our high school for sixteen years. Uh, our fields named after him. So, and then our families are incredibly close. My brother is best friends with their middle son. So, um, okay. like the the dynamic. Um, I really, really, really loved it there. Um, plus, it was really yeah. close to home. So, like, yeah. what we always talk about is it kind of came down to being, like, a hometown hero or trying to branch out and go be the star in a big place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, it was a really tough decision, to be fully honest. I mean, it was two fantastic schools. Um, I mean, I was also turning into quite the uh, quite the scholarly school itself. So, mm-hmm. I mean, their, their degrees are really carrying some weight nowadays. So, um, it, re- it was really close, to be fully honest. But, at the end of the day, I mean, you really just can't get better than Vanderbilt. And, like, Coach Mercer and I, you really understood that. We had a lot of very good conversations. But, honestly, it was really just IU and Vanderbilt. Um, everybody else just kind of, like, they were all fantastic. They were all great. But it just wasn't the right fit for me. So, uh, Vanderbilt, yeah. it was Vanderbilt and IU by a mile. And then and Vanderbilt kind of, they just hedged along. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny you say that, man, because like I know like this is something like obviously we talked to I talked to a lot of a lot of pro guys and we talk about either they were going to go to college or they ended up, you know, taking the taking a different route. Like I said, we've had multiple pro guys. I've, I know quite a few. And so my thing is like, especially for the kids that are listening, that are talking that are maybe about to go into the recruiting process or go or are already in it and are kind of confused, you know. So when you say like I went there and it felt like home, I think that that's something like even when I coach, I tell my kids the same thing. Like you know, kids that I've coached that are now about to go. Like I, cause I coach them as young as sixth grade, and I'm I'm watching kids that I've coached go. They're going into the, their college years now. It's like 
you know, a lot of them are like, hey, you know, how do I know what school I want to go to? And there's obviously the questions you ask. Obviously, you're in a much different position, bro. You're, a, you're an all-star. You're going to be a, something crazy. But some of these kids that are fighting for spots, it's a little different. You know, they're like, hey, I, I'm juggling a little bit smaller schools. And my thing is like, you know, there's always the kids that are like, well, I don't, I don't know. There's a school, you know, we're in Texas. And they're like, well, school in California is calling me. I'm like, you need to go visit. You need to go feel it. You need to feel what it's like on campus. And I really enjoy, I really like that you, you said that when I was there and I experienced it, I talked to the people, I was in the environment, it felt like home. And I think that's huge that a lot of people need to, need to understand, especially going into their college years. Cause that's those four years for someone a little different is, is a lot bigger than, than anything they really think at the time. They're, they're kind of going for cloud or they're going for what it's going to look like on paper, but feeling it and, and understanding how you feel when you're in that position is a completely different monster, I think. Yeah, no, so I, I appreciate you saying that. So everyone's listening. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, a hundred percent. It's, it's all about feel. Um, it's all about like, you know, what's going to make you the happiest. Like, like you kind of just touched on it, like the clout, the paper, like at the end of the day, man, you got to find the place that's going to work for you. It's going to want to mm-hmm. work towards you. Like they want to respond yeah. and be like, Hey, this is how we're going to get you to the next level. This is how we're going to make you a player. This is how we're going to get you on the field. Um, yeah. Because a lot of guys, like, they're just, they're so worried about things they should. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. you're playing at the next level, and that's better than 97% of high school athletes, man. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but, like, for me, it was one of those things where you literally took your first step on the field, and you're like, yep, this is it. It was that easy, <laughs> I mean, honestly. It, like, yeah. you, when you really, really, really know, that's what I, that's exactly what I tell people all the time. You'll know when you, when you're there and you feel it, you'll know. But so, so let's kind of talk about like where you're playing your extracurricular places. So I, I, I read, I saw that you, you know, you had a pretty clutch, big, big hit in the, in the USA world cup, which I saw the footage, man. It's insane. It's awesome. Dude. Like awesome. how, and I know that you, you touched on it in a couple other places, but how did that feel to, to represent your country playing and, and come up in such a clutch spot? And not only that, how special did it feel? Because I know you said you got cut, right? You got cut, was it two yeah. times or one time before that year? Uh, so I got cut one time, and then I couldn't go my – the, the, the That's what it was. Yeah, you couldn't COVID, go the second so. time, yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. It was, uh, but, yeah. Like, so how did, how did the whole thing feel? It was quite literally the best experience of baseball I've ever had in my life. Um, there is genuinely nothing better than standing toe-to-toe with another country um, mm-hmm. and hearing your national anthem play louder than theirs with a gold medal around your neck. Um, yeah, it, it, we, we had so many speeches leading into that, um, by like Doug Makovich. I mean, he played it, played for, he won a gold medal, had a huge hit. Like he's mm-hmm. won two world series, but he'll always say the world cup was so much better than that world series. Um, <laughs> we, with so many, so many guys that have been around so much team USA stuff that like their knowledge was just like, uh, we, we couldn't comprehend it because we had never felt yeah. it, but you kind of felt their emotion. If you were like, I wonder what this is going to feel like. And then you finally get there, your first game, you're playing, you know, Korea, and they're unreal. You know, they're lining yeah. up, their stretches are perfect. Everybody's on the same steps. They're loud. They're yeah. energetic. Their national anthem plays. When it ends, they go crazy. Like, Chinese Taipei brought, like, 700 fans. Dude. They had drums. Oh, they had – they played – they played walk-up songs. What? Holy crap. crazy. And, and the gold medal – you know, there's 5,000 people there for the gold medal game. Like, the the chills, man, it was unreal. And then you're playing a team like Canada, huge competitors. They won it so bad. Mm-hmm. To them, it's their miracle. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, this, it, that's their biggest game is beating Team USA in baseball. And then <laughs> yeah. having that moment when I got cut my 15-year year, literally heartbroken. Like, literally yeah. bawling my eyes out in my hotel room Damn. type thing. Like, it was awful. Uh, it's been 17 a year. I was going to play a year up. So, like, um, it's 15 and 18 you and 12 you. So, my 15 yeah. year didn't make it. And 17 I was 17 playing with 18. I, I got COVID, so I couldn't go, which is awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> like, you finally get the moment that you've been waiting for. And then you hit, like, I mean, that was honestly, like, that was the clutchest hit I've ever had, to be completely honest. I mean, it, it was still, you know, there was yeah. still a lot of time in the game. But, and, you know, we yeah. were down by one, bottom of six, like, if we lose that game, we can't play for a gold medal. So right. it, it was the most thrilling, energetic, floodgate of emotion moment for me ever. It was it was unreal. Like, I'm so blessed to be in that position because yeah. that for me, that was like every kid's dream. That, that, for me, that was the yeah. biggest dream I had. That was the last thing to check off my bucket list for travel baseball was play for TSA and win a gold medal. And, like, 
Totally. It was really just like the icing on top of the cake. Man. It was your last weekend as a travel ball player. It was your last season. Like it was just like the end of the road for travel baseball. And it ended with a gold medal with for TPSA. Like I couldn't have asked for better. It was, it was unreal. Dude, that's insane. So like that, you know, it's funny you say that, man. Cause like, obviously we just had the world baseball classic and like I had, you know, I was talking to buddies of mine that are, that are playing and some that didn't opted not to go and, I'm I'm kind of like, dude, like if you had the opportunity to play for your country, like even if it wasn't USA, like that's such an exciting thing to be a part of. And everyone was kind of, you know, they're shitting on it. They're saying, oh, it's taken away from the, the the real big picture, which is the 2023 season and all that stuff. And I'm like, this is like some some of the most exciting, like, and it, it explains exactly what you just said. Like it's some of the most exciting, like baseball we've seen in a really, really long time. And it's like, I think you have to be there to experience it. And even if you ask, like, you know, you saw the interviews with like Turner and Schwartz, Forber and all these guys trap like how how much emotion they felt like playing that game I don't think there's much that can really compare to it and like you just said it's the same concept it's like there's not much that you can even put it up to yeah there to me there isn't anything and like I totally understand the arguments like oh I want you know I want to be healthy for the organization that's fine like everybody's entitled to their own right. feelings towards it but for me mm-hmm. it's not even yeah, close yeah. and that's no disrespect to any organization out there like there's just yeah. something about representing a bigger entity than or an organization and it's even better when you're representing yeah. the united states of america <laughs> exactly dude that's that's wild so <clears throat> so as we go into like like let's talk about like your your um as so like you play the team say now we're going into like you've committed and then all of a sudden it's like okay like here come the big league teams right so what was like i'm sure like they had you filling out questionnaires and all that stuff obviously that's that's part of the game everyone goes through that aspect of it how did that feel? Like, was that kind of like a different, like, obviously it's like the colleges, the big time colleges, the Vandy's, all these guys are coming to talk to you, commit to Vanderbilt. You, you've settled that. That's, that's already taken care of. How did it feel when it's like, okay, now big league clubs are coming? Like, all right, now, how did that change your, your kind of approach on, on your career at that point? Honestly, for me, I enjoyed it. Um, I like, yeah. at first it was a little, like, it was a little stressful and like just kind of figuring out how to deal with it, how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like, you know, just kind of like testing the waters your first two or three meetings. Um, but like, mm-hmm. I just enjoyed it. I mean, it was like you were meeting new people, you were enjoying time with new people, you were learning about these organizations, um, just kind of getting everybody's backstory. And like, for me, mm-hmm. I'm a dude, I like, I just love meeting people. I love talking people's stories out and stuff like that. And then I had been around like, uh, like for, so in 2021, I played for Team Indiana 18U. Uh, I was 15, mm-hmm. but I played alongside uh, Colson Montgomery, who was the first first round pick for the White Sox in uh, 2021. Um, so uh, we like I'd been around that a little bit. Like I was used to the noise, I guess was a good way because that's when I started getting traction. So like not only were the college guys there, but there were pro guys already there, kind of getting like their first look. Um, I kind of gotten some clout. Like I was a top five player at this time, so I had been used like the pressures of playing. But then you just kind of like got to take baseball out of it, just like beat learn their story they got to learn ours meet the family come in the house um all of it like i i thoroughly enjoyed the process with the MLB teams. Yeah. i mean and it's far from over no doubt but it's like i, I had a meeting with all 30 teams at my house so um uh, like insane, it was dude. it was great I, I thoroughly enjoyed it it was um uh, it was really good like it was good my and my honestly my family learned a lot from it um just yeah. kind of how to handle it uh like what, what to expect coming next two three four months um mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. And it wasn't, it definitely was not as stressful as I was anticipating. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard it go both ways. You know, I've got buddies that have gone through the same process, you know, and they're, I've heard, I've heard, that's why, that's why I always like to ask. Cause like, and obviously your draft day hasn't come, obviously that's, that's coming. Right. So I, I've heard, heard stories of that. Like, so I, I like to hear the, the, like how it actually feels and how you carry yourself through those situations. But if that's something you've already, like, and it makes sense, right? You've, you've kind of dealt with all that that noise. You know, you went through all the colleges. You had everyone coming after you. So you, you know how to handle yourself in that situation. So <clears throat> so as so as this, all this is happening, you're committed. Does does any of this, you know, how do you approach? So like, so like let's let's say this. So I, I did I did my research. I did my, my full report on you yesterday. As, last night as I was doing some stuff. And I, I found your, your draft prospect on MLB.com, right? So I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay. So he's the top high school prospect, right? That's That's out there. Everyone sees it. I read it. You know, I was reading it to my roommate, some buddies of mine, and they're like, holy shit, this guy's this. like, yes, dude, like, this is insane. Like, this is nuts. Like, like, I don't think you quite understand. Like, someone played, someone didn't. They're like, ah, you know, I don't know. I'm like, no, dude, like, this is a big deal. Like, this kid is going to be insane, right? How does that – so, like, now you're going back, like like you said, you played for Team USA, you played for Team Indiana, you're playing with all these big-time, big-time guys. Does that – how do you 
take that into playing like these high school teams? Because obviously like high school baseball is going to be completely different. You'll face some, some stud teams. Every team's got a couple of dudes. Like how does that change any of your approach when you go into these games? No, no like it's, I, I've gotten that question a couple of times. And for me, it doesn't change my approach at all. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a dude who's just going to go at everybody no matter what. Um, and for me, yeah. like I love high school baseball. There's a lot of kids who will like knock on it if they're kind of like a mm-hmm. higher, you know, a higher guy. And yeah, it's like, yeah. Dude, those are the best times of my life. Like bus rides, post game meals, mm-hmm. like just yeah. laugh and be with your buddies. Like this it's is fun, my yeah. I was talking about this in a local newspaper article. Like this is my final ride as a high schooler. Regardless mm-hmm. on if that's the next level, regardless on if that's pro ball, regardless if it's having a job. Like mm-hmm. four of us are not gonna play high school baseball. So we're just having the time of our lives right now. Yeah. Like it's so fun. We're a good team, we're young. Like I'm in the leadership position with a couple other guys where we kind of have to like, we have to like not only teach, but like comfort for lack of a better term. These right. dudes who, you know, last night we saw a dude, um, our, our first two games were like, we saw some solid arms, like solid high school guys, you know, 82, 84, 82, 85. Like they were good. You know what I mean? They're, they're good mm-hmm. high school arms. But like last night the dude came out just randomly top 91. Some random dude, no idea who it was, just top 91. <laughs> And it's like yeah. some of these guys have never been in the position. Like we have two freshmen playing and four softballs. They've never seen it. Six of these dudes oh, are having yeah. their first look at varsity baseball. Um, yeah. And it's like that was opening night of conference for us. And it was the first dude was 91. So, like, yeah. for me, it's just like so fun because you never know what you're going to get. Like, the yeah. energy is so different in high school baseball because everybody knows everybody, especially in our conference, because every school is within yeah. 15 minutes or like 30 minutes of each other. So literally everybody knows everybody. So there's a bunch of like personal banter and like I'm friends with all the kids. Like I hung out with at least like five players on every conference team. You know what I mean? Like everybody's friends yeah. with everybody. Everybody knows like the, the behind the scenes of everybody. You're like, yeah, yeah. you know, like it's just, it's so fun, man. Last night was such yeah. like, it was so chirpy. It was so fun. <laughs> it was, it was beautiful last yeah. night too. So like, I don't know, man. I, I love high school baseball. I think it's a blast. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, we're just kind of going at the season, like, one step at a time right now. So, yeah. um, we're off to a good start. I'm very happy with where we are as a team, especially offensively. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's funny because I saw that video, and I, I reposted it on my page. I reposted it on that one of you dropping that bomb a couple of days ago. Yeah. Dude, your swing is so smooth. Like, what, what, and I wanted to talk about your approach to the play and stuff. We'll talk about that in a second. But, like, so I got a kid, man, this kid. It's funny that you're committed to Vanderbilt, and I, I coach this middle school team and this kid. You know, he's a shortstop for us, dude. And it, it's almost like, you know, watching this kid play, like, he'll, he's already got – he's got double-digit homers, bro. Like, he's an, he's an eighth grader. He's going to go to high school next year. Like, and he's, he's probably the smoothest kid I've seen in a really long time, and he'll just drop absolute nukes, dude. I mean, it, it really – like, and this is what I told his dad because his dad's asking me about it. And I'm just like the, – and the kid's awesome, dude. He's such a humble kid. Like, he never – it's, it feels like he's a kid playing, like a, an adult playing against like children. Like it, it's that big of a, of a yeah, talent yeah. gap. Like yeah. It's nuts, dude. And, and like, I'm talking to his dad and I'm like, man, like just, you got to keep training. You got to keep making sure. And he was like, oh no, he, he loves this. Like, and I'm like, but it, and he's like, he loves playing with his friends and he loves just like ha- having, hanging out and having a blast. And I'm like, that is exactly what this should be about, dude. It's not like, like I'm better than everybody. Like, and they act like a douchebag or like. This kid is like, and he reminds me so much of like you and your game because like this kid's gonna do some big stuff, bro. Like he's that good. Like he's throwing gas. I we don't put guns on him because they're eighth graders. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm, this is a little bit too much. Like I'm not gonna bring out my reps. As you should. Thank God. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, so yes. yeah, but no, but you're you know, 100% right. That's literally like that's what it's all about. Yeah. And, and I, I made sure to tell his parents that because I'm like, look, your kid's going to the high school I went to. They got a great coach there. Like, just keep making sure that he's just, like, in love with the game because the more that he's in love with the game, his, the better his game's going to get. Like, if he's just having a blast, like, I don't care. Like, I don't let them see their stats because this dude has to have, like, 10, 12 home runs in, like, 10 games. Like, it's that ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, you just need to make sure that he just keeps playing. So, like, I just wanted to let, like, that's that's how – if that's how you approach it, that's the, I think that's the right way to play it, man. Just go out there and have a blast. Like, enjoy every minute because, like, regardless of what happens next, like you have to take these memories with you, man. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. You hit the nail on the head with that one. That's, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was I was looking at your stuff, man. You do clock out at 99. Is that is that actually true? You throw 99 from the bump? It, it, is, it is true, yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, back in, back in my pitching days, yeah. I was uh, definitely so – I enjoyed there, it, man. It's fun being on yeah. that island. Dude, it is. So, like, how – 
you know, so I know you said you were throwing 82 at like 13, right? So when, when you hit your first nine, when, how old were you when you hit your first nine? Uh, freshman. So yeah, freshman. Right. Holy yeah. crap. And there was no thought to like, maybe I'll be a pitcher. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll take oh, this through the, all the way. No way. Oh my God. There, I, 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 I could never be a PO. I couldn't live that life. Really? Well. There's no way. I would figure out how to hit. I, I would, I would teach myself how to hit right-handed. Like I, if I couldn't hit lefty, I'd figure out how to hit righty. Like really? pitching even fun, without, yeah. Gosh, man. No way. Too boring for you or what? <laughs> yeah, way too boring. Like it's just, I don't know. It's way less competitive. It's way less action. Um, for me, I think it takes way bigger toll on your body. Um, plus you have to train a little differently. Like, I mean, I train like a football player, man. Like I I couldn't train like that (laughs) if I was a pitcher, I'd probably end up doing something. Oh yeah. Yeah, you would. But so that's like, you know, I forgot I was talking to about it, man. I was like, we're looking at your videos and I was like, dude, this kid throws some shed. Like he throws cats. Like I was like, there has to have been some point in your head where you're like, Hey, if I'm throwing this hard, like, you know, maybe, maybe I can do it. But like, I guess that makes sense. Like you throw your, you throw your, your game and then you're sitting for five. That's, that is tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I want to be an impact in every single game, which is why it's nice that I do pitch because, you know, if you're, you're having a bad day at the plate, you can come in and throw some steam and get, you know, a zero ERA day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that is a plus of it. But, uh, but yeah, there's just no way. I'm way too much of a, like, hands-on, impactful guy that just – I want to be in every single game I can. So um, yeah. I would – like, I, the, the two-way opportunities there at the next level, whatever it may be, like, you count me in. I'm all in on that. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm all in on that. <laughs> So let me ask, so now you bring up the two way. Let me ask you: Do you think that there's a way, maybe, possibly? I don't think, and obviously, I don't know enough about Vanderbilt to let, to even ask that, that question. And I'm sure you don't either. But like, do you think if there was a possibility down the line, let's see, like in a couple of years, let's say I, that we make it to pro ball, and you're like, hey, somebody offers you the two way, is that something that you think you would explore? Now that like, oh, and all I think they're paving, yeah, paving a different way. Yeah, I think it'd be a blast just because I could be like a more versatile guy. Um, I mean, yeah. I think if if I, if we go the college route, I mean, I think there's a chance that I would be a closer for them. I mean, Ooh. like a legitimate, like a legitimate, like lefty out of the bullpen closer, um, just kind of come in and blow some smoke. Um, I mean, I have a pretty solid like two pitch mix, and then the changeups like it's honestly getting there. Um, so I mean, yeah. you give me Coach Brownie and the pitching lab, dude, it's gonna be wraps. Like it, we're gonna be yeah. really different. Have you have you seen that pitching lab they have? Oh, I'm yeah. sure you have. oh my god yeah dude how no. how is it in person i've seen pictures how is that pitching lab it's unreal dude. like it dude. literally looks like it looks like a scientific lab like it's crazy <laughs> it's so cool that's crazy that's insane yeah i've seen pictures of it and i'm just like as a, as a pitcher i used to i was i was a po for a while i catch i used to catch but now i like when i finished my college career i was a po and i was always looking at that place like holy crap i wish i could just like take a step in there and see what's going on. Like, like be a fly on the wall in some of those conversations that they're talking about and like looking at all the data and the dynamics. I'm like, Holy crap, this would be like, this is a picture. Yeah, it's it's like, insane. Literally like thing I saw of it was you would throw, you could throw a pitch and then there was a playback screen for the pitcher and a playback screen for the catcher. So not only could the catcher or like the pitcher, like see what his mechanics were, but the catcher could see how well he was receiving. That's insane. It was a, it was a front on angle. It was like it was an Edgar ed- Tronic and it was a front angle, yeah. dude. It was nuts. It was crazy. That's crazy. That's freaking nuts, dude. So, <clears throat> as we move forward, let's let's, let's get you know we're, we're nearing time. So I want to ask. So like as as you play and, and everything like that, and like I've, I I guess we kind of touched on it, like how you approach the games from a physical standpoint. Is there is there anything you've had to do like? Because I know like and this is something like like my brother was a highly recruited kid, so I know exactly how he felt and how he told me about it. Like you know having like six, seven, eight scouts in, in the stands, like. What do you tell yourself when you're going into these games? I, I guess before you were committed, um, before everything was kind of set for you at this point. Well, not everything's fully set, but you have you have a path already paid for you, ready to go, and it's a great path, by the way. Where, was there something you were telling yourself in your head that kept that kept you locked in, rather than like kind of getting too much in your head and thinking like, oh, I have to do this, I have to perform to this level because there's people here to watch me, there's video cameras, and how did how, how did you kind of settle your mind down and just and just play? For me, it was just about having fun, man. Like, I feel like the when I would play bad, it's because I was either too focused on playing and not just having fun. Like, when you just got there and play and you enjoy the game and you do things the right way, like, that's when you're having the most fun anyway. So it makes the game. Yeah. When you're not worried about yeah. other things, like other factors, you're just out there having fun. It makes the game so much easier. You can slow the game down and just enjoy it. Like, um, for me, it was just always about just 
enjoying the game, having fun, going out there, competing, and just doing everything to the best of your ability, playing 110. percent Yeah, man. I think that's that's what it is. Because like I talked to my buddy, my buddy Noah, and he played uh, he played at UTA, UT Arlington. He got drafted, in, I think like the 12th round. And then he ended up playing and then he was a COVID cut, you know, that sucks. But that was one of the things he said he struggled with. It was like, okay, like he started getting traction. He started putting up like 16 homer seasons. And then all of a sudden people start showing up and he's a small town kid. You know, he's like, I, you know, I didn't really know how to handle it at first. And I think that for a lot of highly recruited kids like that, that can be a shock, like to go to a game and you're like, okay, I'm going to play. And then all of a sudden you come up and everyone's doing this or everyone's got their notepad up and that, that can be a little bit too, that can be a lot. So I think that like, especially for kids going through the recruiting process, like how, how you just said it, like, let's just go out and have fun. Let's just play the same game we were playing. Like you have to block out the external, the external distractions and just play. I think that that's huge, especially like with someone as touted as yourself, like there, there's gotta be, I'm sure plenty of scouts at your game, man. It's gotta be yeah. nuts, but that, but I'm so, I'm, I'm glad that you've been, you've kind of been exposed to this part of the game for a long time now. So I'm sure it's like second nature, like, Oh yeah, they're here. Whatever. I'm just going to have, I'm just going to do my thing. So that's pretty yeah, tight. for sure. And I, like I said, I think playing in that my freshman year with like Colson and them, it kind of got me a little, little like used to it mm-hmm. at a young age. So then it, by the time it kept building, I was like, oh, okay, it's just some guys. Like, let's just go out there and play. They're here because yeah. they know what you can do. So just go out and you don't really do anything special. Yeah. So you're an outfielder, right? So you play what? Right fielder or left fielder is at center? Center. Center. Ooh, you're center fielder. Yeah. Cause I saw you, you're pretty fast too, bro. You can run, you can track some balls down, man. Um, and then you bat, so you hit your, your center fielder hitter. So, um, what is your approach at the plate? So I know, like, obviously, do you have a different approach? Like, obviously, like I know we said, like, there's kids that'll just come out and throw 91 there out of nowhere. So is there anything that, what's your approach to the plate? What are you looking for? Is there any sort of like ticks and movements you're looking for in a pitcher? Do you tip, you're looking for tip pitches? What are you, what are you doing at the plate to help you succeed? Uh, so I've been hitting in a two hole recently. So it does give me like a little bit to kind of pick up on little, little, like, Mm -hmm. Just tips here and there. I mean, a lot of guys in high school will slow down their body with the throwing breaking balls, so it makes it easier to see that. But once I'm actually in the box, I'm actually just focused on the spin of the ball. I try and pick it up early out of the hand and just see what I can do. Um, I'm a dude who's always going to try and go gap to gap, and then if they miss a spot, that's when you let it hammer. Um, you know, for me, I'm I'm a, I'm a dude who will swing early. Like I try and get up. I'm aggressive, so um, I'm looking for anything in the zone. My first my first pitch, especially like in high school, because I feel like I get thrown around sometimes. So yeah. I'm really just looking for that first pitch, either if it's a breaking ball, try, they're trying to get me over for a strike, they're trying to go down and out with a fastball, something that you can't really, like, pull for a home run, but if you get your barrel to it, it's going to go type deal. Yeah. Um, just anything yeah. that I can kind of do damage with, I'm, I'm just swinging that first pitch. doesn't matter if it's a fastball, changeup, breaking ball, knuckle ball, splitter, whatever. If it's if it's a damageable <laughs> yeah, pitch, it's, I'm going to take a hack at it. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Like that's, and that's one of the cool things I appreciate about your game. Like I, I, I didn't want to look at your, your MLB report. I didn't want to look at any of that. I wanted to watch film on you before I made any assumptions. And I was looking at it and I was like, you know, there's some big prospects. Like you look at these college guys and obviously they're, they're like, no offense to you. They're just more developed. They're, they're older men. They're like 24, 25, yeah, or 18 sure, yeah. like it's a much different body. Like who knows where you're going to be. You could be insane by 24. Who knows? Right. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm looking at your swing. You've got such an easy level swing. It's not like overly like, like, I don't know what you call it. Like, it's just too much where people are just inadvertently trying to drop bombs to, like, put some yeah. stuff on paper. And I'm, like, looking at your swing, and it's such, like, you're a gap-to-gap guy, man. Like, and obviously with the gap-to-gap, you know, you piece balls. They're going to go. But I think yeah. that that's, like, that that really helps you, and it helps your stock, man. It's, like, you're just putting balls. You're just you're just looking for line drives, and you let everything else come. And I think that's, like, super impressive, especially with someone your age. Like, I think there's too many kids these days that are just focused on just trying to drop as many nukes as they can. It's just, like, that's not baseball. Like, play the game at a level and easy way. And I think, has there anything that's really been an influence to your game that changed that prospect? Cause I know like, obviously going into all these meetings with these clubs, they want homers. That's anyone in the big leagues, they want bombs. They want homers. Is there anything that you were like, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to play baseball. Were there any influences that changed your mindset? Were there any kind of different approaches you had in the past? Anything like that? Honestly, for me, like, that's actually a really good question. In the kindest way, like, I just kind of go out there and do me. Um, I do feel like I'm in a position yeah. where my bats of ball and my pitch recognition skills are so elite that I can get away with driving balls the other way because I'm only mm-hmm. swinging at strikes. Like, I was looking at some synergy data the other day, and across the last three years, I've seen 1,500 pitches. I've swung and missed mm-hmm. 76 times. Yeah. Wow. So, That's... the bats of ball, the bats of ball skills are there. They're elite. They're advanced. So it's like I'm just kind of letting the hands do the work. Like the power is there. It's more about 
I'm going to do the best I can to do the job needed. Um, right. I've started like this year, I, I reworked my swing a little bit and I had a bit of a path issue, which was obviously not helping with the bomb issue. So like I reworked my hands <laughs> and now the loft is there, which is al- like already leading. I mean, I'm nine for 12 this season across three That's- games and I have five oh. extra base hits. And last year I had like 14 total. So it's like, um, but not only have I put on some strength, but I've also reworked the swing to where I'm creating more loft and the balls and the gaps are turning into balls off the wall at the gap versus, you know, uh, a couple like three hopper and it's rolling or something like that. Um, so with yeah. the path adjustment, that gap to gap power has gone way up, which I think yeah. is already starting to kind of erase like the one thing that people question about me when like, if you see a scouting report is like, we just, we need to see what the power is going to do. And I think I've yeah. slowly started erasing those claims because I mean, first scrimmage, got walked three times without swinging a pitch. And then that, that bat went oppo off the scoreboard, which I've never hit a ball oppo out in my life. So that like that, like it was immediate reaction to, okay, clearly it's going to change because he's never done that before. Like even in BP, yeah. I'd struggle to get the ball up and out of away pitches. Like I could drive it the other way, but it was actually lofting it and getting it going at the, on the left side of the field just because of my swing path. Um, and then yeah, like, man. Uh, then I hit the one the other night that literally landed in my football bleachers. So that obviously helped uh, help erase yeah, it. That, <laughs> that was that ball. Team, that that, that might have been the farthest ball I've ever hit in my life, including batting practice. <laughs> was that the one that that you hit in the pitcher was like kind of like oh shit and you just hit that? Yeah, yeah he goes yeah yes yeah that one felt really yeah. Cool. And like the yeah, funny that... thing was is like the pitcher was like super cool about it. He texted me afterwards. He goes oh my god, <laughs> he was so chill, dude. <laughs> part of the game man at least like the, the cool thing is like playing against somebody like you i guess like from another school is like playing against you is like that's gonna be like no like it's gonna be a memory forever like you're gonna do some big things and they're gonna look back and be like there was one time that max clark hit one 900 feet off me so i have that and they're, <laughs> gonna be, they're gonna tell that that's gonna be a story for the ages bro but like dude i know we're, we're approaching an hour I, I appreciate your time and is there anything you want to tell our fan base or anything you want to say the floor is yours for the last couple seconds all yours man well hey guys i appreciate you having me on first off shout out baseball express but for real guys um, you know, I've been always, I've always been saying this, but anytime that any of the listeners may need something from me, my DMs are always open. Um, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter and I try and get back to anybody, player, parent, whatever they, so, um, Elijah can also help if he gets some, some feedback. So I'd love to be here to help yeah, yeah, out. Um, but yeah, I appreciate all your guys' support and uh, much love. Yeah, man. So you don't have to hang up right away. We'll go ahead and, uh, we'll, we'll give you, I'll give you some pointers after the conversation is over, but man, we really appreciate it over here. We're big fans. Can't wait to see what happens to you, man. What's what's coming for you, dude? You got some really big things coming, and I, I respect your game and I respect the way you play it, dude. Like, you know, it, it, it's a special kid. Your your special mindset, man, to go into games like this with how much buzz and how much pop you have, and how much like you know. I was talking to Brian over at Kraken. He calls you the drippiest player he's ever seen, and I'm like, damn, that's pretty. <laughs> like, you got that's some yeah, drip, baby. bro. You got some good stuff going, man. But yeah, dude, like like I said, we really appreciate having you on, man, and. We'll hope to catch you some other time. Hopefully, we'll be watching you. I know we'll be watching wherever you land in the next couple months. We'll be watching. But, yeah, man, thanks so much. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. This episode should be available on Monday the uh, 10th. I should be up. This should be up and running. But thank you all for watching so much. You can catch this episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. And uh, we'll be sure to catch you guys in the next one. Thanks so much, Max. Thanks, sir. Thanks, sir.